Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The capacity to manufacture on a very large scale had eroded over the last 20 years. For example, AstraZeneca closed their manufacturing facility in Canada in 2007 when Mr. Harper was prime minister, and then their research facility in Montreal in 2012. This tendency uh, to send to other jurisdictions the massive biomanufacturing capacity means that Canada has to procure massive quantities of the vaccines. Dominic LeBlanc, the federal government minister, speaking to uh, the West Block on global television. Paul Lucas is the former president and CEO of GlaxoSmithKline Canada. Paul, thank you very much uh, for coming back on the program. This is how we met over this Dominic LeBlanc <laughs> yes, quote. Yes, Roy. It goes back quite a while now, but uh, that's exactly what stimulated all of this. And, and, and you reacted in an op-ed, so would you please... Uh, remind Canadians of just how wrong Mr. LeBlanc is and what he said. Yeah, you know, the more I think about it, and I think the Fifth Estate in their expose uh, last week was uh, was very uh, eye-opening uh, and confirmed everything we expected or suspected. Um, Dominic LeBlanc stated that we didn't have any vaccine manufacturing in Canada, and, and he lied about that. I, I want to be straightforward. He lied about that. And the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, did the same thing. He stood up and said, we, we don't have a COVID vaccine because we don't have any vaccine manufacturing in Canada. That, that's an out-and-out lie. Uh, GlaxoSmithKline has been in Canada manufacturing flu vaccines for years and still does. Sanofi uh, Pasteur has been in Toronto uh, for decades and manufactures many vaccines. Um, and uh, there are a number of other smaller organizations that produce vaccines as well. So uh, we, we clearly do have vaccine manufacturing capability. It's just that the Trudeau government, as I said in my op-ed uh, over a year ago, um, they they didn't have a relationship with the pharmaceutical industry and didn't even know what capability we had in Canada. That's very disturbing. When the government doesn't know what the manufacturing capability is, and we've done interviews, I mean, I've spoken with you on a number of occasions, I've also talked to independent uh, uh, research and uh, production facility owners who've said, we're ready, we're ready to go. Um, and, and yet now we have Ottawa, the federal government, having made, spent millions to upgrade the National Research Council facilities in Montreal, uh, which had signed the CanSino Biologics deal early in, uh, was it May of, of last year? And the quote was, to fast-track the availability of a COVID vaccine for Canadians. To my understanding, the NRC hasn't produced even one vaccine. No, they haven't. And, you know, I, I just shake my head, and I think Canadians need to as well. I, I you know, I think this is just one more example of the Trudeau government um, making announcements and making pronouncements and never delivering. And it's happened on many files, and this NRC situation is just another one. You know, they stood up and said that that facility that they were building would produce 250,000 doses by November 2020. That didn't happen. They then, in August 2020, said it would be producing 2 million doses by the middle of 2021, and that's never happened. Uh, and now they're saying, well, it'll produce vaccines by sometime in 2022. So it's just another bad example of the Trudeau government not coming through on what they announced. And I, you know, I, I think we've got to start 
to understand as Canadians that this government seems to think we're all stupid and that we'll believe anything they say, and all it takes is throwing a few hundred millions of dollars at things and everything will be great, and and they never deliver. It's disturbing to hear you, uh, a respected senior executive, one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world, certainly in this country, GSK, listening to a current federal minister on a news talk program on global television, the West Block, as you say, you said he's lying. So he's looking into the cameras, to quote you, Paul, and lying to Canadians. Yeah, and I, you know, that's a strong word, but it, the reality is it's true. And Prime Minister Trudeau did exactly the same thing, even more directly, um, not too long after that, when the CanSino deal fell apart. Uh, that was the pronouncement that the reason we don't have COVID vaccines is because we have no manufacturing of vaccines in Canada. Um, so, so it is quite disturbing. Uh, and there's a long history of having no relationship with the pharmaceutical sector in Canada. Um, and, and that was one of the fundamental problems. And, you know, I think we need to be skeptical about, um, about the whole plan around vaccine manufacturing in Canada. The Trudeau government made a number of announcements with respect to uh, new uh, vaccine capability in manufacturing with the NRC, but also with Sanofi and Moderna and Medicago and so on. Uh, but I think we have to be skeptical. Um, you know, it was good to see the Fifth Estate actually do the expose they did, and that's one of the things that got me going again and realized that, you know, this is a serious problem. Um, but I, I think further investigations need to be done. We need to track what this government does and see if they actually ever deliver on anything they say. I haven't heard a peep about vaccine manufacturing since the election. Uh, it's still one of our biggest issues. Um, I suspect they'll just move on to some other file, but we need to follow up and make sure that they actually deliver on what they said they uh, would do, because they have spent about a billion dollars in Canadians' money uh, in announcements, which, you know, interestingly enough, I mean, I feel very strongly that those announcements were made because an election was coming, and they're not exactly really clear as to what's happening. So I could go on in much detail about each one of them, but I won't, I won't do that because I don't think you have the time. Well, we can just say the National Research Council was to begin, this is just one example, was to begin producing 250,000 doses of vaccine in November of 2020. This was according to the industry minister, Navdi Baines, in a news conference on the 31st of August last year. And just to repeat, the NRC has not produced anything yet, not one vaccine, never mind 250,000 a month since November. No, and I, I called them on that after they made that announcement uh, on the Evan Solomon show um, and just said there is no way they will ever get that vaccine manufacturing facility up and running and producing vaccines in that short period of time. Anybody that knows anything about manufacturing of pharmaceuticals or vaccines knows and knew that that was completely impossible, and particularly if it's being done by a government agency. You know, industry has enough t uh, trouble uh, building and producing vaccines, but having a government agency do it, I think we can expect uh, a lot of issues along the way. I started to think about what you told us about what GSK did when under your jurisdiction or your, your leadership in 2009. Remind us about that. 
Yeah, uh, first of all, I mean, let me say that uh, Dominic LeBlanc actually um, talks about AstraZeneca shutting down their manufacturing facility. Well, they never manufactured vaccines in Canada to begin with, so that was that was somewhat misleading as well. But if I go back to 2009 and the H1N1 pandemic that hit Canada, that most people have forgotten about, actually, uh, GlaxoSmithKline had the contract to produce um, the pandemic flu vaccine for all of Canada, uh, which we did, and we did that very quickly, and actually in a few months, and uh, worked very closely with um, with the um, uh, PHAC uh, in Ottawa, who who was led by a very competent lead at that time, David Butler Jones. I had a lot of respect for him, but we worked together and rolled that vaccine out, and very quickly vaccinated a big percentage of the Canadian population. So it was a it was a massive success for Canada. Somehow. This liberal government forgot about that one. It's it's amazing. I just go back to what you just started to say, that he said that that um, uh, which company was it that had stopped manufacturing AstraZeneca? AstraZeneca, and they never manufactured in the first place. No, they never manufactured vaccines in Canada. <laughs> There's another story circulating about Mr. LeBlanc, and that is that five individuals who have a relationship of some kind with him became judges somehow mm. in this country. And that's not been pursued, even though the Prime Minister, when he was questioned about it, said everything was done according to the book. We're not sure which book it is. Um, what are your thoughts about the advisability, given the international political reality and the um, manufacturing challenges and uh, the getting them out to international countries, they being vaccines, what do you think the advisability was for Canada to start to do business with China to create a, a vaccine for Canadians and put all the eggs in one basket. Well, I think you and I talked about this way back then, and you know, I, I, my view at the time was that was a very foolish thing to do, and I think that uh, turned out to be right. Um, you know, unfortunately, Roy, what what has happened in Canada and has happened in other countries, I'm sure, that the, the Chinese have infiltrated our universities to begin with. Um, and and that's a fact. Um, you know, there's been some pushback on that because we've realized as a country that uh, by infiltrating our universities, they basically accumulated a lot of our intellectual property, um, and and they basically take it. Uh, they end up with our intellectual property that we generate through our tax investment in Canadian researchers. As a result, Canadian researchers are quite naive about um, the relationship with China and, and quite like it. And I think in this case, uh, Scott Halpern down in Dalhousie, who runs the Center for Vaccinology down there, who I know, and he's, he's a very well-respected researcher, but he's not a politician. Um, and he clearly, along with the NRC and the Trudeau government, underestimated China's... Um, intentions, I guess, as to what they wanted to accomplish uh, from a political point of view. So uh, despite the fact that CSIS warned the government uh, that this could be a potential problem in terms of working with China and developing a vaccine, they all ignored it. And of course, we know where that all ended up uh, in, a, in a significant failure and put us behind the eight ball, really, in terms of acquiring vaccines. Uh, which also disturbs me. You know, we we missed the opportunity as Canadians to hold the Trudeau government accountable for being so late in acquiring vaccines when that should never have happened. 
No, it should not. And that was a, a lead topic for months at the beginning of this year, and somehow it just fell to the wayside. So let's let me ask you this. What could Canada's pharmaceutical industry have been accomplishing as far as producing a vaccine is concerned while we waited for the CanSino vaccine deal to somehow materialize? Well, I think there's two components to that. Um, you know, because there was no relationship, the federal government didn't know what the capability was to begin with. So they hadn't talked to the companies until the pandemic exploded, basically. So it was almost it was almost too late to get anything going, uh, you know, locally in Canada. If they had had a relationship, they would have been having these discussions, you know, years ago in terms of anticipating another pandemic, because between myself and the head of Sanofi Pasteur and uh, PHAC Canada, we all agreed during the 2009 pandemic that having one manufacturer of the pandemic flu vaccine was crazy. We needed more suppliers. So we all agreed that we needed another supplier, and Sanofi is going to build their new facility in Canada as a result of that. But, you know, there should have been better planning um, for this pandemic, and we should have been in an opportunity. We should have been in a position to take take advantage of relationships that we should have had to have capability here in Canada to make a vaccine here in Canada. But we missed all that. Bad planning, bad strategy. What was, remind us please, what was the relationship? How did the relationship fail between the Trudeau governments, both of them, Pierre and Justin, were the pharmaceutical industry in this country? Yeah, it's an interesting history, and I've written about this, but, uh, you know, it goes back to Pierre Trudeau and his government when he eliminated patent protection for pharmaceuticals in Canada. So what happened was that saw Canada lose a significant amount of its pharmaceutical research and manufacturing at that time. Um, it, it wasn't until Mulroney got into power where he tried to restore some of the patent protection, and when he did that, the, the industry actually started to increase its investment. In fact, it increased it over a billion dollars in a very short period of time. Unfortunately, when Chrétien came in, and this was a problem with successive liberal governments. We saw it with Pierre Trudeau and then uh, Mr. Chrétien, and now with Justin Trudeau. That, that party was very connected to the generic pharmaceutical industry, and Barry Sherman in particular. Uh, the Liberal Party of Canada benefited significantly from its relationship with the generic pharmaceutical okay, Paul, I'm sorry. I have to I have to stop here because yep. you know how it is with the clock. And I'm not very good at watching it. I'm very bad at it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.